0: There's a tremendous um, temptation to talk about both these readings uh, uh, separately for two or three hours each uh, because there's something fascinating. I'll just talk briefly about the first one. Uh, Paul is in Caesarea Philippi. It's on the uh, or Caesarea Maritima. Sorry, there's two Caesareas. Uh, Caesarea Maritima, it's a port city uh, at the time of the uh, New Testament, and he's waiting for export and that's what we're hearing about and he does indeed end up in rome and that we'll hear uh, if you follow along with the uh, readings tomorrow you'll hear about him going to rome and sitting in rome in, in, uh, uh, under house arrest um, meanwhile the church is thriving in rome uh, because of saint peter and saint paul's presence there and there uh, they are, um saint peter is crucified and saint paul of course is beheaded Today we have a hint in the Gospel reading about St. Peter is being crucified. He will stretch out his hands and others will dress him and lead him where he does not want to go. Uh, he is going to stretch out his hands on the cross, uh, be clothed with that cross, and be taken to death. Of course, uh, the tradition is St. Peter begged to be crucified upside down because he did not feel worthy to die in the same matter, manner as our Lord. Unfortunately, what St. Peter didn't realize is, by being crucified upside down, he probably suffered a lot longer than anyone else, because uh, usually you didn't die by blood loss on the cross, you died by asphyxiation. And while hanging upside down is uncomfortable and all the blood rushing to your head and everything like that, you can still breathe relatively comfortably. And so he probably lived a while. But this Gospel reading is so filled with—if um, you look at it in the original Greek, which, if, if you can, I really encourage you to, I'll try to do it as best as I can— but there's so many little plays on words and, and so many little, little things that, that our translation here tries to do it justice, but it really doesn't. Jesus asks him, and this is, of course, after the appearance, uh, after the resurrection. Uh, Peter says, I'm going fishing. And the rest of the apostles, many of the apostles say, well, we're going with you. They go fishing. They catch nothing all night. Jesus ends on the shore. Children, have you caught anything? No. Cast off to the right side and you'll catch And they, the mighty draft of fish. And Peter, Peter, John cries out, it is the Lord. Peter recognizes the Lord. He jumps into the lake. He swims to the shore, dragging the net. And then they eat. And then this happens. If you remember the Gospels, you remember that three times Peter denied the Lord. And so that's perhaps why Jesus three times asks him this, these questions. But Jesus changes the words all three times, and that's what we don't necessarily catch. And Peter is pretty adamant in his response all three times. Jesus asks him, Simon, son of John, is pretty formal. Simon, son of John, do you love me? In Greek, there's three words in the Greek New Testament, three words that are used, uh, and one, uh, you, you, sometimes you'll hear four. One is by way of negative, they put an ah uh, in front of it, which means uh, not ah. Uh, um, that's only used once, uh, stargos, "stargay," And that means affection, and actually the way it's used, a lack of affection or a lack of any feeling at all for someone. And some will mention eros. Eros, we don't find at all, but eros is a desire. Uh, Sometimes we reduce that to a sexual desire, but uh, it's interrelated, of course. But you would have eros for a, um, on Good Friday perhaps, and eros for for a a really thick steak, right? Something that you can't have necessarily, but you have a desire for. And then there's philo. We get the the word Philadelphia um, is Brotherly love, philo is is a friendship love and an affection for, and then there's agape. Most of us are perhaps familiar with agape. The philosophers debated back and forth which of these loves was the greatest. Well, they knew eros, that desire, was probably the lowest. But there was a debate about about in between philo and agape. And most of the pagan philosophers ended up saying, agape, which is an unconditional love, is impossible. It should be what we're aimed towards as human beings, but it is impossible to have. It's impossible. Because there's almost always strings attached to our love, and if it doesn't start with friendship, there's nothing. And so they raised this philo-love to the highest form of love, because it was at least possible the Philosophized. But Jesus asked him, Simon Peter, Simon son of John, do you agape me? And not only that, but the first time he asked, more than these, what are the these? Do you love me more than these other disciples love me? Do you love me more than you love these other disciples? Do you love me more than you love the boat, the fish, the net? the lake all of those are wrapped up in, the, in the, the way the Greek is asked do you love me more than anything else and more than anyone else could love me yes Lord you know that I follow you I have a friendship affection with you feed my lambs do you, do you agape me But yes, Lord, you know that I agape, or follow you. Tend my sheep. Simon, son of Jonah, do you follow me? You can see perhaps now why Peter might be a little crestfallen. He's already said twice, you know that I follow you. Peter says, Lord, you know all things. You know that I follow you you. St. Peter isn't quite ready to say, I can love you unconditionally. There perhaps is a sadness there, but we should also have a great joy because St. Peter recognizes something. St. Peter stands in our stead, not that we're called to be Pope, not that we're called to, to be more than we are, but he stands in our stead and he asks, answers the Lord truthfully Lord, I have an affection, a friendship for you. I want to give you more, but this is all I can give at this time. How many of us stand there? There's a book that's out, it's by, uh, um, uh, I think it's DC Talk. Uh, uh, Now I'm trying to think of the title. Um, I think it's um, Jesus Freak, and he talks about, in in that book, they talk about uh, are we a fan or are we a follower? Jesus is asking Peter, Are you willing to love me unconditionally? Jesus takes his answer. Did you catch that? Jesus didn't say, Well, that isn't what I asked you. Do you you have a friendship with me? I asked you, Do you love me unconditionally? Jesus takes what Peter is able to offer. But in offering his life on the cross, I believe St. Peter offered to the Lord that agape love. And so too should we be constantly striving. I think the Greek philosophers were, were onto something, seeing that this love is impossible. It's humanly impossible, this agape love, isn't it? How many of you have agape unconditionally? It's not possible except with God. I think that's the invitation for us this day.